0: Our second reading comes from the New Testament, from the Gospel according to Luke, from the 14th chapter, verses 1 and 7 through 14. On one occasion when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, Do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you hasn't been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you will start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. So, we'll have to get a few things out of the way right now. And that is, first and foremost, I'm not high on ceremony, pomp, and circumstance. I played that song enough. I don't like it. Um, Yes, I wear robes on Sunday. Yes, I wear a collar. They're signs of the office I hold. Okay? To me, this is part of my reverence of whom I serve. So you see in the bulletin it says, Reverend Jeffrey Young. I hardly ever go by that, except in slightly more formal circumstances. So in the bulletin, it's nice and formal, and so we put the formal Reverend Jeffrey Young. I'm Pastor Jeff. If you don't like saying Pastor Jeff, you can call me Jeff. We might have a problem with some other names that you might call me, whether intended or not, but I am not high on major formality. Now, that being said, I can go into highly formal spaces and be formal. I'll do it i'm not going to like it and i'm going to be mad the whole time and as soon as i can i'm going to get home and take off that stuffy suit but i'll do it by golly i prefer more informal relationships okay but i am here like this because for me the reverend in my title isn't about me it's about whom i serve the reverence For the office of pastor is not about the pastor in it. It's about who the pastor serves. It's about Jesus Christ. That is the reverence. I'm no one to be revered. You all already figured that one out, I know. But the truth is that title of reverend was never ever something intended to be about the person always about whom the person was presenting so part of that is you can call me out if you think i'm not representing christ doing my job i'm not being the reverend you can call me out if you think i'm not pastoring because that's what i'm supposed to be doing but again Call me out even more so if I become a pastor who is trying to get you to revere Pastor Jeff. If I am trying to get you to be a cult of personality of Pastor Jeff, you best be calling me out on it because it ain't about me. Right? That's number one. Number two, am I supposed to preach a sermon today? Dave, you've got this, right? Okay. Number two is, yes, I like to have fun. We are going to be experimenting for a little while on what needs to be in worship, what doesn't need to be in worship, what works for us, how it flows, this way, that way. So... Every Sunday for a little while, there might be a little variation, just like today. We didn't take out a lot. We moved it around, though. We're just trying it out. We need to find who we are together, right? Some people said, oh, we need a breath of fresh air, which is funny to say to me because most people usually say, would you stop with the hot air that you're throwing in this room? So if you're ever mad that Kevin keeps the building too cold, it's simply because he's trying to adjust for my hot air. Okay? But there's also a thing in my preaching. I have this problem. I ask questions. The problem that I have with asking questions is sometimes I ask a question so well, it becomes rhetorical when I want an answer. And sometimes I ask a rhetorical question so poorly that people answer. Err on the side of caution and answer any question I give you. Okay? This is participatory. All right? It's participatory because it is exactly what Jesus is talking about in Scripture today about coming together at table. Right? Right? Jesus is going to this formal meal at the home of the well-to-do, of the high of society, a leader of the Pharisees, who is high on formality and wants to be addressed as the reverend so-and-so, not my kind of leader, but Jesus is there. You want to know why? He was invited. Hospitality works two ways. Hospitality isn't just about what we do outwardly, it's what we also do internally to receive invitations. So Jesus is being hospitable to this person whom normally he may not want to hang out with, but Jesus is going because he was invited. But it's also an opportunity for Jesus to teach, to share, to get to know everyone. So Jesus goes, but he watches everyone, right? And he watches as they come in through the door, and each one going to find the highest place of honor they can sit at. Has anyone gone to a wedding banquet gone to a formal dinner, gone to something that requires people to sit in certain places, have you ever gone and just thought, oh, well, that must be where I'm sitting? This is one of those spots where you actually respond to the question. (laughs) Now, have you gone and sat down where you thought you should be sitting, only to find you were in the wrong spot? Yes. Did that make you feel good? No. Well, that depends, right? It depends on, did you go and sit at the highest place of honor only to find yourself taken back to the lowest table? Or did you go in humility and say, Who am I to this person? And sit somewhere where you felt comfortable only to have someone come up and say, No, 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 my friend. Up here. That one was slightly rhetorical, so he did a good job, okay. These are the challenges of hospitality and of being a disciple of Christ, right? We are challenged to be proud of our faith that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but it is not one to exploit for our own personal gain, The problem we end up having, this problem, is that oftentimes we start to elevate ourselves because of what we have done ourselves. Even sometimes elevating ourselves what we have done in Jesus Christ. Now, the funny thing about this scripture is Jesus unintentionally gives those who want the highest seat of honor a back door to get the highest seat of honor. Because he told everyone, if you want the highest seat of honor, go to the lowest seat, right? So now you know what's going to happen with some of these Pharisees. They're going to start going to parties and they're going to jostle each other to get the lowest seat so that they can get the highest seat later. That's not what Jesus said. But that's the way it can be taken, right? Going to the lowest seat isn't about gainmanship to get to the highest seat. Going to the lowest seat is about our hearts being humble to say, Who are we to this host? Are we really someone who deserves to sit at the head table? This is Jesus calling to us about making a larger table. Jesus says, my table is large, more than large enough. But our problem becomes that we have shrunk our table to only a few places. Only a few places are allowed for those whom we deem worthy enough to come and sit at it. Only a few places where we can say, you are in my seats of honor And I don't want any other seats. This is a problem. It's a problem that Scripture again and again calls us to reflect upon and look at. The Gospel of Luke is filled with this sense of what is the greater table. When Jesus says, Come to the lowest table and then be exalted. Let's go back to the beginning of the gospel. Where is Jesus born? In the lowest of low, right? To be exalted among the highest. Wait, no, even better. To be the highest exalted. Jesus' own mother. Others throughout the gospel talk about what is going to happen in Jesus Christ, this changing of a larger table. So Jesus talks to the host and reminds him, when you throw a party, don't throw it for those who are going to repay you. Don't throw a party so that you can get invited to the next party. Have your banquet and invite those who could never repay you at least never repay you in the way that you are giving of the banquet does that sound like a certain table jesus prepares all of you who are welcome to this table can you prepare this table for jesus um, that was a big answer that everyone in one voice should have said, Absolutely not! So, can any of you prepare this table for Jesus? Not. Rick, was there enough feeling in that answer? <laughs> oh, okay. Rick says, Okay. I'm not going to ask again. Absolutely not. We can't prepare this table. We can't prepare this table for Jesus. We can't, repair this. we can't prepare this table for even our closest and dearest friends. But we can prepare a table for others that is something they could never repay us. It's about welcoming others. It's about taking the table and making it larger and larger and larger again. And if I had been better prepared, I would have brought a table with me. I mean, you've seen these tables, right? They start out and they're like this big. But then if you are willing to spend enough money, you can get another leaf and you can make it this big. And if you want to, you can make it this big and then this big and then this big now, they kind of stop after a while, right? It's like three or four leaves. You can't keep going, but they make a larger table so you can invite more and more people. The thing about being Christian, about being little Christ in this world, is not about saying we have Christ and therefore no one else can. It's about saying, we have Christ and there is so much Christ that we cannot possibly digest all of this Christ. We need more people to help partake in this party. This table, you see it right here. It goes from here to here. But what you don't see is that this end of the table keeps going that way until it finds the next table like it. And in between, There's space for everyone. The end of this table keeps going that way until it finds the next one. And in between, there's space for everyone. That's why it was important to teach the children this morning that their table at school should never be so small. Because there will always be that one who sits at a table alone. There will always be those kids who are shunned from the other tables. But our tables, our kitchen tables, our dining room tables, our Christ table should never be so small that one more doesn't fit. So as we come to this table today, May you remember that all of us who are gathered here, we fit around this table. But this table can hold so, so many more. More who are not like us. More who could never repay us in any way. More who, just like each and every one of us, can never repay Jesus Christ this meal. the large table of Jesus Christ is always, always larger. Amen.